Herd mentality. Herd immunity. Herd mentality. Herd immunity. Herd mentality. Herd immunity. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> so is it herd mentality? Oh, we should introduce ourselves, I guess. Um, um, <laughs> let me look who I am here. Uh, I my wallet. Check my ID. Hold on a second. It says I'm Andy Kimball. This is the Andy Demand Show. We have me here in Hollywood, California, and we have Amanda Love in the UK. How you doing? Hi. Oh yeah. You you sound especially you sound especially loud and clear today. You sound great. Am I coming through okay on today's show? Yes, you sound wonderful and nice and clear, very present. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny how sometimes it's you know you can always kind of hear it, but sometimes it's it seems to be more. you know, crisp than others on internet. We we do this through the internet, folks, and that's why we're able to communicate from eight thousand miles away. You know, isn't it? You know, it's so much to go over today, and I guess you know we all know the news that the the um, the killer of George Floyd, the guy who murdered him, who was a police officer committing murder while acting as a police officer, uh, was in fact committed of murder on all three counts. And the court has made it's made all the headlines and the news and. You know, it's it's been everywhere, and I'm sure if, um, you've heard it there. I, I'm thinking, is it is it has it broken yes. there? I'm sure. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, big big news, and I think it's a, a positive step forward. I mean, obviously, the guy he's been um, charged, but admittedly he did he did, did the wrong thing, and um, you know, I guess you got to pay the price. And um, I think people feel relieved at the idea now that justice is being served. And show, mm-hmm. and people are listening, and uh, I think we're the right step um, going forward with this, and a positive sign for those who have um, protested against this, and you know, mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, all that. You know, we we agree. We're you know, we're like yeah, all that, all that. You know, but we're so we you know, it, it would be it would be. Ludicrous to say, well, you know, there's a possibility of the guy being innocent. I mean, every you know, the video has been examined and cut apart, and, and several videos and police body cams, and the teenager who took the, the video that that really made this whole thing come to fruition and you know was was you know made viral around the world rather quickly. Um, yeah, it's and we all saw it. We all saw it. Uh, you know, um, we're going to talk more about that, but you know, what's interesting is. Um, Without the video, let's just look at this for a second. Without the video, mm-hmm. um, the statement, the official statement that came from the Minneapolis Police Department was, quote unquote, man dies after medical incident during police interaction. And that was in the hours after the unnamed man in his 40s died at the time. Absent from the nearly 200 word post is any mention of officers restraining him on the ground a knee on his neck, or any sense of how long this interaction lasted. Well, thanks to a video from a 70-year-old bystander, we now know what really happened. Former police officer Derek Chauvin murdered, killed George Floyd, who was a 46-year-old black man, by using excessive and unreasonable force when he kneeled on Floyd's neck and back for 9 minutes and 29 seconds. Chauvin was rightfully convicted Tuesday on two counts of murder and a count of manslaughter in a Minnesota criminal court. And let its conviction, that original press release is worth revisiting because we need to understand the ways that police statements can hide the truth with a mix of passive language, blanket omissions, and mangled sense of timing. That's what we've been dealing with. That's what our history has showed us so many times, and I'm so glad that we're starting to see the light. We're starting to see this. 
And uh, what I want to do now is play uh, After the Conviction, um, which we're so happy to, to hear and see uh, that Coven will be spending probably the rest of his life behind bars. Um, let's take a listen to uh, some clips of what uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and President Joe Biden had to say. Today, we feel a sigh of relief. Still, it cannot take away the pain. A measure of justice isn't the same as equal justice. This verdict brings us a step closer, and the fact is, we still have work to do. We still must reform the system. Last summer, together with Senator Cory Booker and Representative Karen Bass, I introduced the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. This bill would hold law enforcement accountable and help build trust between law enforcement and our communities. This bill is part of George Floyd's legacy. The President and I will continue to urge the Senate to pass this legislation, not as a panacea for every problem, but as a start. This work is long overdue. America has a long history of systemic racism. Black Americans, and black men in particular, have been treated as less than human. Black men are fathers, and brothers, and sons, and uncles, and grandfathers, and friends, and neighbors. Their lives must be valued in our education system, in our healthcare system, in our housing system, in our economic system, in our criminal justice system. Today, a jury in Minnesota found former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin guilty on all counts in the murder of George Floyd last May. It was a murder in the full light of day and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the Vice President just referred to. There was systemic racism that's a stain on our nation's soul. <clears throat> the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. The profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every day. I've spoken again today. I assure them we're going to continue to fight for the passage of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act so we can, I can sign the law as quickly as possible. There's more to do. Finally, it's the work we do every day to change hearts and minds as well as laws and policies. That's the work we have to do. Only then will full justice and full equality be delivered to all Americans. And that's what I just discussed with the Floyd family. The guilty verdict does not bring back George. But through the family's pain, they're finding purpose. So George, George's legacy will not be just about his death, but about what we must do in his memory. I also spoke to Gianna, George loves, George's young daughter again. When I met her last year, I've said this before, at George's funeral, I told her how brave I thought she was. 
and I sort of knelt down to hold her hand. I said, Daddy's looking down on you. He's so proud. He said to me then, I'll never forget it, Daddy changed the world. I told her this afternoon, Daddy did change the world. Let that be his legacy, a legacy of peace, not violence, of justice. Peaceful expression of that legacy are inevitable and appropriate, but violent protest is not. And there are those who will seek to exploit the raw emotions of the moment, agitators and extremists who have no interest in social justice, who seek to carry out violence, destroy property, fan the flames of hate and division, who do everything in their power to stop this country's march toward racial justice. We can't let them succeed. This is a time for this country to come together, to unite as Americans. There can never be any safe harbor for hate in America. I've said it many times, the battle for soul of this nation has been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years. A tug of war between the American ideal that we're all created equal and the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. At our best, the American ideal wins out. So we can't leave this moment or look away thinking our work is done. We have to look at it, we have to, we have to look as, as we did for those nine minutes and 29 seconds. We have to listen. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Those are George Floyd's last words. We can't let those words die with him. We have to keep hearing those words. We must not turn away. We can't turn away. We have a chance to begin to change the trajectory in this country. It's my hope and prayer that we live up to the legacy. May God bless you, but may God bless the George Floyd and his family. Thank you for taking the time to be here. This can be a moment of significant change. Thank you. Indeed it can, folks. Indeed it can. You know, who the hell was this cop to put his knee on the George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes while people all around him were saying you're killing the guy while he's obviously twisting and turning saying he can't breathe? And I mean, this guy is a ruthless killer. He's a cop. And, uh, and there's some cops that should not be cops. There's, I don't know what this, the psychological background, the background checks, they do the psychological profiles. They, they give them the stay nine psychological exam. I doubt it. To, to prove that they're that they're sane, not sane, but they're mentally capable of, of conducting themselves responsibly and effectively as police officers. I don't know if they do or not, but this guy, I mean, who the hell is this guy? And others, you know, most most cops, and I know several, and I've got some great police officers that, in the community. I live in Southern California, fabulous people, real really great guys, and and uh, man, I, I can't say enough good things about them. Now I don't know all of them. Um, there are there are a bunch of bad apples out there. You know there. Are, Tens of thousands of police officers. There are thousands of cops that probably should not be police officers amongst those, those thousands. And uh, I don't know who the hell this guy thought he was. He killed a guy. For nine-some minutes, he puts his, his knee on the guy's neck. I mean, it's just I, – I can't even, can't even think about it. Can't even, 
Yeah. Let's see, if, Amanda, you are you back with this here, love? Are you 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 uh, fixed I, up your? Uh, I like yeah. to think I am. Do I sound yeah, any you better? Are. Yes, you sound yeah. you sound good. Ooh. I just That's I just cool. got finished. Okay. Yeah, you sound really good now. You sound good. Okay. And um, is that right? You sound good. Yes, it is right. You sound yeah. well. You sound, <laughs> you, sound, you sound rather well. I must say, you sound rather well. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, uh, you just mentioned before we uh, had a technical issue and we played the Biden Harris uh, uh, clip. Um, and you know, what, you know, uh, yes. just look at that for a second. What the the empathy, the compassion, the speech from the heart, the caring. You know, from where where we came from four years in the previous administration, it, I just can't. I'm just still, wow. I, you know, goosebumps. I'm like, oh my god. You know, it's, it's so yeah. wonderful, so wonderful. You yeah. know, I just can't say enough. Is, is the guy perfect? He's he's perfect for what we need right now in this country. He sure as hell is. If you disagree, give us a call five one five six. Oh five nine eight eight eight. I almost forgot a number. Five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. This is the Andy and Mandy Show brought to you live. We're in California and we are in the UK. And this is one hell of a great adventure that Amanda and I are on. And we welcome everybody aboard our adventure. Uh, as I was saying, um, you mentioned Amanda that an Ohio police officer shot and killed a black teenage That's girl. The one. Yes. Yes, holding a knife. Police say in body cam video shows all this. It was in Columbus, Ohio, my former hometown. I lived in Columbus when I was a pilot. Um, officials on Wednesday released additional police body camera video of the fatal shooting of a black teen who charged two uh, females with a knife. All right. Right. Um, So they don't have all the facts, but they do know that a 16-year-old girl um, is a child, you know, kid, tragically died. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, now now I I don't know enough about it. Uh, You you told me for the – this is the first thing I'm hearing, uh, you know, uh, of this. Yeah. if she was, in fact, a... charging other girls with a knife, well, you know what? The the officer had a responsibility, protect and serve. Did he have Very to true. kill her? Could he shot her in the hand, in the leg, in the foot, in the arm, a non-fatal wound? Could he have tased her? Blah, blah, blah. Probably. And that's what's probably going to come up. And again, I don't know the facts behind this. So when I say probably, yeah. I'm just speaking off the, off the cuff of what I know so far, which is very little about this. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to find out what happened and why this uh, Micaiah Bryant, who was the girl's name, was, was killed. Um, but police body cameras, and I'm just getting this right now uh, from off of AP, the police body uh, camera um, shows the um, girl holding a knife during a tussle with other young women. And the officer at the square opened fire when the girl appeared to attempt to stab a second woman. <laughs> so <clears throat> she had a, you know, um, what did she think? The police, you know, what the, yeah. you think the police are going to let her just go ahead and stab and hurt other people and kill other people? The, no, they're not. They're going to do their job. No. And they're going to they're going to protect no. the other women that she was attacking. And you know, yeah. if I was being attacked by somebody with a knife or a gun or something, and a, and a cop killed the person who was attacking me, I'd, I'd be I'd be giving that guy lifelong supply of Kona beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 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 that sounds good. Uh, really sounds thank good. Thank you. Thank you. Only on the end of the show. Thank you. But based on what you said the, the, uh, and what we've seen and what, you've, what we've heard, what I've seen so far is based upon the footage, the officer took action to protect another young girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
She's 15 uh, yeah, or 16. I mean, we don't know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can just, you know, people will just spin out just from seeing the headlines alone. And before they, some people won't even go into the story to see what's been said or what's going on. And then admittedly, because it's still a new story, like Andy said, they don't always give you all the details straight away. So everybody jumps to conclusions. They, you know, um, start pushing all these ideas forward and blaming the police immediately, but we don't know the situation. And like, like Andy said, protecting other people as well is when you've got more than one people that need protection, you got to, they've got to assess which is the right way to stop any kind of harm and, yeah. and or murder in the situation. And mm-hmm. that can't be an easy decision for any police officer. It, 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 really, it really can't. You're right. It really can't. No. It's, it's a big responsibility. Yeah. It, it is. And in Columbus specifically, in Columbus, Ohio, we're looking back here at Columbus police shooting, blah, 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 the history. Um, well, Columbus is, um, is under scrutiny at the onset of this headline. And the reason why is in February, a former – a now former Columbus police officer by the name of Adam Coy was hmm. indicted – on charges related to the fatal shooting of a black man by the name of Andre Hill, who's 47 years old. So, you right. know, the, 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 the population yeah. of Columbus is saying, oh, no, here's another one. But yeah. you, as Amanda just said, you got to, okay, well, here's, here's a girl who's stabbing other girls, and this cop, you know, prevented anything happening, hopefully, to, you know, from to those other girls and perhaps their deaths. So we don't know. We don't know. But you know, we'll follow up on this. Obviously, we'll see uh, what there is to follow up on and uh, and comment accordingly. But it is, you know, it, it's something. This whole issue of of injustice and racial inequality was the impetus yeah. for the creation of this coast to coast show one year ago. And here we are, three hundred and thirty some odd episodes later, and we talk about you know how we talk about everything. You know that. Yes. We'll spend a whole show talking about sex, which, you know, and then we spend the show talking about racial equality. E- e- wait, racial quantity, did I say? Racial quantity. Yeah, that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> racial inequality. Okay, Andy. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, you know, we're not professional, obviously, if you don't know that by now. We'll help. You, we, hey, you know what? We, we may be more professional than the professionals and how we address things on this show because we're just well, two yeah. citizens who are committed to making a difference and getting the word out and getting people to provoking people to hopefully think and think and think you know about what's yeah. going around them and, and and how they can be effective and try to be effective and try to make a difference and hopefully everybody will yeah. do that however they can do it but be honest with our issue. opinions as well yeah exactly exactly yeah. and we're not a news company as we've said so many times we're just commenting on what what's out there on the headlines sometimes sometimes we do pick up headlines that i've noticed in listening to some of our shows that that isn't reported you know or, or it's issues that are in the news but they're in the back page or in the second you know whatever but we we've done that too and commented on things that hey here's a story you know um for example uh rod uh what's his name um uh, uh, jeremy the porn star <laughs> You know, we, we spent yeah. several episodes talking about his issues. And how many people on the news comment about um, uh, Jeremy? You know, what's his name? Rod, Rodney, Jeremy? Rod, uh, uh, you know who I mean, porn star. I do. <laughs> who, was, uh, who was indicted for harassing and assaulting a woman. Um, what's his name? Ron, yeah. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Ron, Ron that's Jeremy. the one. Get yeah, Ron. remember him? Yeah, yeah we, spent, we spent a lot of episodes talking about him and the uh, – and the adult video music um, awards show and so forth. So you know, that's the news. You know, that's what we want to hear. That's what, that's what people tune into the show to hear about. 
So we will be getting <laughs> right back to that. Um, I hope I haven't heard anything about Ron uh, uh, Ron Jeremy in a while. I think yeah. we'll just, it's been it's probably either, been actually. yeah, it's been uh, God, it's been a long. I don't think we've even talked about uh, his issues in in seven or eight months. I think it must have been. You know, oh. I don't know. Oh. I do want to say a happy birthday to our queen today. It's her birthday. Who? Queen Elizabeth. Drag queen. Oh. No, not a drag queen. No. <laughs> <laughs> the queen of England, darling. The queen of oh, England. Oh. oh. <laughs> drag queen. <laughs> happy birthday to our drag queen here on the end of your manager show. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, the. Uh, Happy birthday, uh, uh, Queen. I mean, I mean, uh, 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 Queen, Queen Elizabeth. I like yes, Queen her. Elizabeth. I like calling her Queenie. That's a, that's Queenie. Queenie. Happy birthday. Yes. Is she? What is she? Ninety? What is she? What is she now? She's 80, ninety-five not, today. Ninety-five years old. My gosh! Yeah. All the very best to Queen Elizabeth, man. You know, that's just Thank fabulous. Yeah. All the best wishes, all the best of health and happiness and success in her uh, in her years. Ninety-five. It's so great. Yeah. So glad to hear it. Um, she actually has two birthdays. Did you know that? She was born twice. No, well, <laughs> it could be uh, perceived that way, right? <laughs> but no, actually, today's her actual birthday, and her other birthday is in June. And the reason uh, she has two is because the second birthday is marked with Trooping the Colour on the Horse Guards Parade, which is the tradition that goes back uh, more than 100 years to the reign of uh, her great-grandfather, Edward the Seventh. I think he is, um, who was the king from 1901 to 1910. So it's, it basically, he had two birthdays because he was born in November and decided that the English weather in November mm-hmm. was not ideal for royal parades, right? So especially mm-hmm. um, in London, when they had fog all those years ago, the fog was horrendous. You could not see in front of you. Um, mm. So they didn't want to have the parade and the troops because you wouldn't be able to see anything. So he oh uh, created another birthday. Um, mm. So that they could have the parade at a different time. So yeah, it's been a, a long age tradition of having two birthdays in royalty. So and the other, uh, they ex- yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is her real birthday today. Just like this is her her real. Yeah. And, and then yeah. her second birthday is when actually? What's the date of the second birthday? I don't know the date. I just know it's in June. Um, okay. And that's when they have the parade, which is kind of like you know the official tradition well, thing. Think, well, we'll have a parade here, too, on the Andy and Amanda show. You'll see Andy and Amanda marching down the street there and, uh, <laughs> in, 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 in tradition to celebrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Andy and Amanda flag, yeah. Yeah, the Andy and Amanda flag, you hold, hold nine yards. Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do all that. You know, we'll do that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I was thinking. You was? Mm-hmm. I was. Ooh. I'm, That's I'm very that Andy. <laughs> that doesn't happen often in my life. Hey, you know, uh, there's some other things I want to I want to do and talk about. Do you, you know, I I'm going to play a music clip which we haven't done in a long time because because I think we should. And it's a sing along, and you can't beat a good acoustic sing along, you know. And uh, um, I think we get a kick out of this. I, I kind of like. I think this is very entertaining when you get a bunch of people in an audience that know a song that you don't know. No, uh, yes. rather, it's a, a song that you might uh, know, but you don't really know the okay. words, and you certainly can't sing it, but the uh, audience okay. the audience does. So let's just right. listen to part of this. Tell me if you recognize okay. this. Here we go. 
Herd mentality. Herd immunity. Herd mentality. Herd immunity. Herd mentality. Herd immunity. You like it? <laughs> yeah, I really do. <laughs> it's got good rhythm. <laughs> I can really be made for a song. I can even hear no, the beat now, Andy. Thank you. That was our feel. We're going to uh, let's do that. Yeah, it'd be fun, right? Yeah, and it would be fun. in the studio. Let's like add add some beats, some rhythms, and synth. You know, like yeah. we can just you know repeat, you know, re, you know, drag, repeat, drag, repeat. You know, just repeat it throughout the, a track, and and put some some soul and some some rap and some. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be fun, uh, wouldn't it? It would. God. I like Can you imagine idea. if that actually became a thing? It got passed around in social media. Hey, have you heard this song? <laughs> <laughs> Although I, would, I wonder if we'd get sued by uh, Trump himself for using his uh, his voice on a on a track. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, I think we'd. Oh, it's probably been done. I mean, you can probably find his voice on so many tracks. I, I, I would imagine. Oh, I would yeah. imagine. You know, I would imagine. Yeah. But um. That's a really good idea. So stay I got an intro or Amanda has an intro for yeah. Friday show that's gonna blow you away. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really cute. Uh, that'd be that, funny. that can be that can be really cute. It really could. Yeah. Um but anyway, um so I thought you you remember Jefferson uh what's it called? Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember I the do. song? Oh, I don't even know the name of it, let alone sing it. Do you remember the song White Rabbit? Oh mm, my goodness. Mm, yes. Well it's it's F sharp. It's classic. Yeah, it's an F sharp. It's two it's just two chords. F sharp do 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 and it goes down half step or whatever step. Anyway, so so here's acoustic guitar with a bunch of people singing this tune. Listen to this. I promise I won't do herd immunity, although it's tempting. But here we go. I like I heard herd immunity is much better. But take a listen to this for a bit. <laughs>
What fun. What a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too professional, you know. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I gotta uh, admit, I don't remember all the lyrics to that to that song. I don't either. You know, there, there's bits that jump out at me, and I'm like, yeah, 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 and then yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even know the first words of this song. I don't even know how yeah. it begins. I don't even know what you know. I have no idea. There's something about that song that just ah uh, gets me every time. It's like uh, the, the notes, everything. It's just such a classic song, so unique. It is. The problem I have with it is it just doesn't give you no a, time for sex. That's the uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that doesn't, you know. <laughs> that's the problem I have with that tune. Just you know, what I mean, you fair get involved enough. in the tune, you're just, you know, damn. There yeah. we go again. You know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so uh, trouble the things that are time-consuming, you see, Andy, you know? Yeah, that's other Yeah, things, time right? management is everything. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I wonder what, um, what, you know, getting back to Floyd just for a second here, I don't want to spend the whole show talking about this guy, although I'm sure many, I, I know many new shows on, on across all media have sent, you know, spent the entire show talking about yeah. Chauvin, but we've seen, we know what he did. We all saw the video. He's convicted, rightfully so. We know the issues that uh, provide the the impetus for us to, you know, take a good hard look of who we are as a people, as a society, and hopefully we'll, there'll be some legislation, some changes, and and uh, better training of police officers, and, and better uh, stricter policies regarding hiring the police officers. Um, mm. So you know, we all we know that, and and to you know how you can you know. Go on. I mean, it's not. I'm not. I'm not belittling the significance of the importance of the issue, not just the murder, but the issue itself, of course. Yeah. But to dedicate a whole program to it, yeah, let's. What the hell? Anyway, well, <laughs> why not? Okay. Anyway, yeah. former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was put into a prison segregated housing unit for his own safety today. Um, I did Ooh, this. Okay. Uh, you know, inmates inmates are not fond of police officers, especially those who kill innocent black people. Yes. And I just wonder, he's going to get, he's probably going to, he's going to, I bet, spend the rest of his life in jail. Because what I think it's, is going to happen is, you know, he, he's going to be made an example of. I mean, he's, I mean, other cops, before they, before they take out the gun, before they do something, they're going to know. They could, they could be right in the cell right next to Chauvin, right next to yeah. this guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know about the you know about the thirteen year old boy that was running from a cop and the and the cop thought that he had a gun in his hand and and killed this thirteen year old kid. Um, yeah. You know he, he chased after him. He chased after him. Uh, again, taser, shoot him in the leg, uh, abandon your pursuit. You know, go around the other side, confront him, whatever. You know, um, he shot the kid. Yeah. Yeah, the kid turned. The police officer killed a thirteen year old black boy. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know what. And I think what's going to happen, it, it is, <clears throat> it is, it is. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens. I, I haven't heard anything about the, um, um, the, you know, what has been uncovered or released regarding that episode. Whether they're thinking, well, the cop was right because they thought the kid had a gun. As a matter of fact, there was a gun on the ground. They thought the kid dropped the gun previously before the shooting. And I don't know. No one knows. We don't really know what's going on there. Um, yeah. But uh, but that's another one, and then we have the twenty-year-old. Yeah. Then we have the thing in Columbus, Ohio, and you know we have a, a tr- um, you know and we go back so many names, and we could go back and list the names, but other media has already yeah. done that. 
uh, of yeah. all these um, uh, folks that were that were of black, brown, tan that were killed by officers who did not have weapons, who were no, posing no threat. Well, I'm just and, uh, uh, scanning over the uh, the story now, and it says um, how have people reacted. So the BBC is saying. The conviction has been hailed as a watershed moment and welcomed by thousands who took to the streets. Being able to know there is justice for Afri African-American people, uh, just people of colour, period, in this world. Villanese uh, mm. Floyd, Mr. Floyd's brother, said, this is monumental, this is historic, this is a pivotal moment in history. Uh, but many point to the fact that this is just one case. The fatal shooting of, is it Duante, right? How do you pronounce that, sweetheart? Dante or Dante? Dante, Dante, Dante. Dante, okay, yeah. Dante. Another unarmed African-American man during a traffic stop on the 11th of April has once again highlighted the fact that black people are more likely to be shot there by police in the U.S. than people of other races. The video of Mr. Floyd's killing last May prompted outrage around the world, setting off day's demonstrations, which spread across the entire U.S. with reformation of police departments at the heart of protesters' demands. Former President Donald Trump faced criticism for his response to George Floyd's death, rejecting calls for comprehensive police reform. He did sign an executive order asking police departments to improve officers' training and create a database to track misconduct. His successor, Joe Biden, has struck a different tone, welcoming the conviction of... Um, is it Chauvin? 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 I'm terrible at pronouncing today, oh my goodness. Uh, Derek Chauvin. 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 Yeah, Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, on a Tuesday, saying it can be a giant step forward in the march toward justice in America. I was expecting a bit more than that, but uh, mm -hmm. no, that's, mm -hmm. that's basically what they're just saying right now. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, wow. Mm. I think, like I said, people are feeling relief now, aren't they, that this is a, yeah. a oh, good yeah. step forward. Yeah, it's a good step forward. And we'll see what happens in eight weeks. There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, of considerations that are going to go into the sentencing of uh, Derek Chauvin. He could face up to 40 years in prison uh, for second-degree murder and up to 25 years for third-degree murder and up to 10 years for manslaughter. But Chauvin right. was a police officer, has no prior criminal record. We know what happened yeah. and how it happened. Um, yeah. But in Minnesota, the guidelines there – um, are written um, and stipulate that such a person as, as Derek Chauvin with no criminal record, the presumptive sentence for both second degree and third degree murder is uh, 12 and a half years. Judges right. given, of course, discretion as to you know what they're going to hand down, um, and he could uh, hand down a sentence between 10 years and eight months and uh, and 15 years for each one of those. Yeah. Um, the second degree murder manslaughter. Charge carries a, a presumptive sentence for four years for someone with no record. So you add right. all this time up, you add all this time up, and this, so the judge can there, you know, um, mandate a five. Let me see, three years and five months to four years and eight months. So let's add that. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah. So this guy, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to, and, and the judge has some discretion, you know, so. But it's going to – we'll see what happens. And we're eight weeks away. We're eight weeks away from, from okay. what's going to happen. And you know what's interesting yeah. now? There are three other officers facing charges of Floyd's death. Remember the video right. of the guy standing uh, right next to him when people said, hey, get help, get this guy off, get this guy. And the guy kept people away. Yeah. yeah. Further precipitating Floyd's murder, his death, you know? Um, 
So we had three other officers and also the guy next to Floyd, also on his back, who was in training, a new officer, only been on the force a few months. Um, the, um, the gentleman um, who was standing next to this episode, if you remember, you know, looking at the video, he was the guy on the right with his hands you know, down to, behind his back or across his arms, I forget. Um, his name was uh, Tao Teo. I, I don't know how you uh, say it. T-O-U-T-H-A-O. And the other guy, Thomas Lane. Yeah. And, um, and J. Alexander K-U-E-N-G. They're all charged with aiding and abetting and the second-degree murder, aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. They are out on bail. They know what happened to Coven. They know what their future is going to be, and rightfully so. They yeah. should have saw what, what yeah. Coven was doing and said, yo, dude, off his neck. You know? Wow. Yeah. And I, I wonder, if I was there, or if, you know, they video, they said, get off, get off, get off. I wonder if they could have been more aggressive to the police officers and say, you're going to get fired. You're going to be in jail if you don't get off his neck. You're, you know, you're, you're going to be fired from this. I, I don't know. Could, could they have done anything more? Can the people standing around have done anything more than they did outside of just yelling and videotaping? Could, could they have been more aggressive in their, their verbal assaults of the police officers than they were? I, don't know I think yes. I think yes, but also then, you know, as we've discussed on a, a previous show, that mm-hmm. when you're put in the moment like that, Sometimes you just go completely blank because you're in shock from what you're seeing and it, it, your reaction is never how you imagine it to be. Like, I've been in a situation before where my mind has gone completely blank and I froze. And, and then I think mm-hmm. about afterwards all the things I could have said and done and then you kicked yourself that yeah. you didn't do it. And especially if it's something as serious as this as well, then you do tend to feel ashamed that you didn't say something or do something more. And uh, for those on looking the the whole situation i really feel for them because i'm sure they're you know they've suffered over this with i could have done this yeah like what what could i've done what could i've done yeah i've done yeah um you know i i don't know yeah it's it's uh the 2020 oh yeah if i was there i would have done this oh we we don't know we we don't know yeah we never know until we're in that situation right no but it was police officers it was a police officer in the act of killing another person uh, a, a civilian and I'm just wondering, you know, if he could have said, look, get off his neck right now. And, and even though the cop who was sitting next to him, I guess that was, uh, uh, I, I don't know which one it was, his name. I think I can't pronounce it anyway. Um, but, you know, he was keeping people away. And if you could have said, you know what, you can try to keep me away. You can put me under arrest. But out of the two of us, I'm not going to be the one in jail. You are. Yeah. So try to, you know, you, yeah. you, you know this, is, this is being video. This, hey, Your Honor, we know you're watching this right now in the courtroom. I'm trying to save this man's life, and this officer is not letting me do it. Yeah, yeah. Judge, I know this video is going to be shown in court, and I want everybody around the world, and I want the judge, and I want the jury to see this because this is this is on video right now, and this is going to be in court. I'm trying to save this man's life. These officers are not letting me do it. These officers are killing this man. That's all. I'm on video. This will be heard in court. This will be seen in court. Yeah. What, what more can you do than that? If you just do that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the worst they can do, right, is call uh, mm. for backup, and then the, that backup would be like, okay, well, you know, arrest these people for the verbal abuse or whatever. Because th- th- let's face it, the police don't react well to, to things like that. You can say things like that mm. to them, and they, they can get quite aggressive, even over here. You know, mm-hmm. if you say something untoward and you're not polite, that's it. You can be threatened with being arrested, and then you say something else, boom, you're arrested, you're taken in, mm-hmm. and it's like ha- saying things is one thing. Doing things is another. 
Yes. So you know, yeah, you're right. you know, and I think we the police force tend to jump too quickly onto people who are uh, saying things that they don't like. Yeah. So it's like I understand that any kind of abuse is wrong, even for somebody who's not in the police force. Your average Joe, someone like you and I, Andy, doesn't matter who it is. Any kind of verbal mm-hmm. abuse is not nice, but it seems to be with the police force this this higher power as such that you can't say a thing to them because it's immediately taken the wrong way and you can be arrested for it and taken in and blah 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 however if you attack them if you try to intervene with something they were trying to do like Mm -hmm. physically stop them then yeah i can understand and uh, admittedly there's a a certain amount of verbal uh uh, effects that you can have on a situation as well that the police are trying to take control of sure that can have an impact on what they're trying to do and then i can understand them you know being a bit more aggressive mm-hmm. and say well look, no please stop this because you're stopping us from doing our duty blah 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 we need to sort this situation out uh but i've you know i've heard the police do it i've I've seen some things where you know police have been like you better stop saying those things because we'll, we'll arrest you and so it's, it's not good and i think this whole reform within the police force is going to be a, a refreshing and great idea as to how far they can go what is right and what is truly wrong and there's a reason people that retaliate, right? If you, you, yeah. you retaliate, if you feel like you're not respected by the people that are trying to protect you, they're yeah. there to protect you and look after you. And yet it seems to be an imbalance of, of power there. Like um, they respect you, they respect, sorry, they expect you to um, follow everything that they're, they're saying, that they're doing. You, you're automatically um, expected to show all this respect and uh, politeness and, and all this, this things towards them and it's i'm not even speaking very well today andy you know listeners i apologize i'm really <laughs> struggling to get my words out today um but i think everybody gets where i'm coming from that you know the expectation of respect is there but at the same time they've got to show that same respect back and if people should, uh, if they want people to see them as friendly and as a uh, part of us and our system and that they're just there to protect us then they need to show us that it needs to be represented in that way and i'm sure there's plenty of police officers out there who do that every day and they're so friendly and they're so lovely and they get a lot mm-hmm. of respect from the public but then there's that other element that don't and they they have that that um that power trip and they make it known you know they can be don't you say that to me and you know just an example um that exists it just as it does in humanity, you've got that balance of people behaving and misbehaving and so on and violent and non-violent. And... <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm going to bar because I think I zoned out in my own conversation then. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm listening. No, I am. You're right. Hey, tell me about... Um, <laughs> Yes. Tell me about. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, I want to ask you that on the air. Listen, tell me. We'll talk about that on Friday's show. Um, the okay. coronavirus <laughs> over there, you know, the numbers yeah. are, are, are getting or have significantly reduced. Um, mm-hmm. And we can talk not only about numbers, but here on the man and. Why do I keep going Andy and Mandy show? Maybe we just officially change the name to the Andy and Mandy show. Um, no, no, the, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you're on the Andy and Amanda show. Uh, we can let's look at the trends for not just what is happening, what is happening today, but which, but the weekly change in percentage of cases. You know, uh, as we know that USA was number one in that, and still is in yeah. cases. All the numbers way is way down. However, and I think UK, if I recall, was number five or number eight, right in there. Um, the uh, right now, the United States is minus seven percent in the percentage of weekly case changes. Oh, really? Okay. The UK huh. is minus nine percent. Whoa! In in the plus okay. column, leading the pack is India with a plus sixty-two percent. Yes, that's dramatic, right? right? Really dramatic. It, yes. In the last seven days, we've had 506,279 cases, uh, new cases in the USA. In the world, in the preceding seven days, we've had 4,945,720 cases. Now, the, um, you know, in the actual deaths of new cases, we've had uh, – well, today it's still an early day here in the U.S. It's, it's uh, almost 1,300, almost 1 o'clock here in the, uh, in the U.S., and we've had uh, – as of the last hour, we've had 509 deaths of coronavirus in the United States. You remember we were talking just a few months ago, 4,500 new deaths in a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, UK, we we had 22 new deaths in the UK today, and, and yesterday in the UK there's 31. Two days ago, deaths in the UK were four. Okay, okay. And, well, and we're um, yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go on. No, no, no. The UK. Well, the, the the interesting thing is that there's talk of this variant, the, the many variants, mm, of, yes. and, and how they might be taking a toll. And there's, you know. Yeah, the, they're saying now that um, we're looking at a summer surge of uh, maybe a third wave, as they call it. I mean, I know you and I have discussed the whole wave situation before, but yeah. uh, you know, people yeah. standing on the street and waving to each other, you know, nice and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah, so we're expected to have a, a third wave in the summer and that we're going to be extremely vulnerable um, through that time. And, you know, Boris Johnson doesn't seem too hesitant with bringing us a further right of lockdown because apparently statistics are good. Um, we've had fewer than 2,000 COVID patients in hospital on Tuesday, uh, mm-hmm. 2,004 people in hospital according to Wednesday's figures. And we're now up to 10.7 million people in the UK that's had two doses of the vaccine. Um, but they're, they're, the, the analysis and the breakdown is that, you know, they're saying that even with um, all these vaccines um, being had, that we're still exposed because we've got, of course, all these variants now here in the UK, which is very scary. And with the rising infection that could be happening in the summer, um, there's no guarantee that the vaccination will, you know, protect everyone because it doesn't mm-hmm. work on everybody. And um, they're saying that um, the African, the South African uh, variant is now, they, they detected it in 600 people. Um, and mm-hmm. that was, that's like a week's difference, Andy, because the week before it was something like, 30-something people, and it's jumped to 600. And these are people that have already had the vaccine and have been tested. So they've been carrying around uh, the variant mm-hmm. and, I assume, passing it on to other people. So 
you know, there's there's a lot of um, concern right now because since this lockdown is eased and the pubs opened on the 12th, oh my goodness, the amount of people that have gone crazy. Like, I was yeah. talking to a man in, yeah. in Manchester today, okay? Here's a little story. Uh-huh. So I'm looking mm-hmm. to leave my mobile network. I'm not going to name the network because, you know, okay. don't want to cause yep. any problems. So yep. I'm leaving yep. my mobile network because I've had some serious data issues and um, something hasn't been right. So I called them up and said, look, I'm, my contract's ending. I'm looking to leave you guys. I need um, to end the contract and get my pack code so I can take my number with me. So this guy's obviously trying to do his job and keep me interested and keep me with the network. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing about um, uh, all the you know the best benefits for me and so on and so forth. And he said he lives in um, a place near Manchester. I was like, oh, well, 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 this is great. Okay, cool. And uh, he said, you would not believe this. He said, but since the pubs open on the 12th, he said, I met my cousin who I haven't seen in two years. And uh, we were chatting away. And he, I was walking through this market, which usually takes about five minutes, mm-hmm. and he could not hardly move because it was packed from that many people. And I was like, you're kidding me. I said, do they have masks on? He said, not all of them. I was like, wow. <sighs> okay, okay. Wow. wow. And then, I, yeah, so jumping from that, I heard that London had so many streets filled with people who were celebrating being back in pubs and having a drink and everything. You know, it's just... It's getting silly again, and, and yet we've got this rise in these variants, and we're just at a place now where things are starting to ease, and if we keep going and keep being sensible, we can really come through this. Sure, there might be a spike here and there, but nothing so dangerous um, as the levels before. But I think people are just relaxing too much now and saying, okay, we're coming out of the lockdown, this is it, and they're getting back into those old ways of being and carelessness and being silly so this is quite horrifying to me to know that you know people are doing this still and i I understand life's got to get back to normal i know the economy's got to get back to normal i know that we need that for our own uh mentality um you know to to feel better with everything that's been going on let's face it everybody has had a shitty year they really have from all of this yeah Yeah. so it's understandable that we want to get out there and celebrate and be around people again However, there's, there's, there's ways of doing it where you can still have fun and be safe, right? And I just think that we're just letting go too loosely and too easily, yes. and we need to be very, very careful, very we careful. We really do, especially with this variant. It's, it's interesting, you know, uh, months ago now, I don't forget how many up to, you know, I remember going into more, almost doing a dissertation on the biochemistry and the physiology of how these vaccines work to the point where I think I bored myself. But anyway, um, and I remember we talked about that, about, you know, the, the new technology and the mRNA, the, 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 how this vaccine works differently than, than normal vaccines, which we've had throughout our history. This is the first time ever used of this type of technology uh, to immunize us from something. But here, and here's the interesting aspect of, of that technology in terms of how it is, works and interacts with the variant of of the virus, which we have to, as you were just saying, you know, uh oh, you know, just it's not over. It ain't over yet. And mm-hmm. we all have to still be responsible. If you, you know, we don't have, we're obviously not on video, but if you can imagine a football field yeah. uh, or a, a soccer field, maybe, I don't know, it's a sports field. On one side, the one team is lined up and they are nothing but defensive players. They're all okay. defense. Yeah. On the other side, 
you have a whole formation of offensive players in different positions. And because the defense is just given instructions to tackle anybody who comes across that line, no matter where, no matter what, no matter trick plays, no matter what, go get that dude. All right. Now let's, yeah. let's make the offense with a bunch of, uh, let's say, A, B, C, and D. Four, four different positions scattered throughout that offensive formation, and they have different letters. Some are A, some are B, some are C, some are D. It, a, a can give the ball to, to B, B can give it to C. No matter who they are, they cross that line, they're going to get tackled by the defense because the instructions from the defense are to tackle. It doesn't matter what letter they are, get them, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, how does that relate to the to our human biology? We have in our in our biology, our immune system, we have uh, non-discriminatory um, uh, defense mechanisms or or in, in, immune response, which means that any invader of the of the human body that doesn't belong here, I don't care what they look, I don't care what number they're wearing, I don't care what letter they are, we're going to to get them. Well. And then what? And then pick, picture a typical um, a vaccine, which we have seen up to the technology utilized in the Pfizer, in the Moderna, in the Johnson Johnson vaccine, um, which actually uses a, egg type or small, either dead uh, protein or dead or sometimes small, very small pieces of very microscopic, tiny little pieces of the virus to trigger an immune response of those non-discriminatory defensive players, they don't belong here. And, and eventually those, those non-discriminatory defensive players begin to recognize this, this invader. And whenever the invader tries to attack again, they're ready for him, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So what happens is the, the non-discriminatory uh, defense then begins to take on a letter assigning that defensive player to the offensive intruder. So yeah. instead of being just defense tackle who everybody comes across the line, we're going to give you the responsibility of tackling everybody who has a B, everybody who has an X, everybody who has an So a specific invader, you're going to go get them, right? And yeah. so, so what that does is systematically – is that new defensive player is stronger than the defensive player who has no assignment whatsoever. Yeah. And begins to weaken the non-assigned defensive player. So what, so what can happen is, so now, we're, now we have this whole defense mechanism perfectly aligned to attack offensive player who carries a letter A. Yeah. We're gonna because we have this instruction, this new code. Hey, we have this update, this, this cell phone <laughs> update, you know, your Tesla update, whatever. Have this new update. Yeah. This update says we're ready. A, if you come across this line, we're gonna get you. Oh, but if B and C come across the line, oh, oh, I don't know. We're gonna get A. We're gonna get A. Um, yeah. So what, what happens as the and I'm just kind of you know ex- do this. Uh, in conversation, it would be so much easier if I had a whiteboard to draw it, you know, but, um, but I'm trying my best. So what we're seeing now is a variant. So now, now we have the, the Johnson and Johnson, the Moderna, 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 not Moderna, <laughs> yeah. Moderna 
uh, and the Pfizer vaccine, um, which has a messenger of the mRNA. It's like an update, like a cell phone update to your, to your immunological system. It's not, it's not predicated upon what we have seen historically and how this, this works. But it is looking for specific spike proteins that, that, are, that resemble the initial SARS-CoV-2 virus, the carrier of the virus. Yeah. As the virus begins to mutate, it begins to also become dissimilar to the original coronavirus. The more it yeah. mutates, the more dissimilar it becomes. Yeah. The energy it expels to become dissimilar weakens it in some areas and strengthens it in other areas because it's, it's now mutated. It's now new. It's now carrying something that the original virus didn't have. So, yeah. he, so that's what we also are hearing that, hey, if you – you know, this, this vaccine is so good that even if we have a mutation, a new form of, of the basic coronavirus, it's just changed a little bit, that the, the new defensive players recognize part of the original carrier and, and take a peek at it. Wait, you look familiar to me. Do you belong here? Uh, you know, I don't think you belong here. We're going to eh, – I'm going <laughs> to knock you down. Oh, but you, yeah. you didn't have ground contact. It's still a live ball. It's still run for the touchdown, and you win. Boom, virus still makes you sick. might not kill you. still makes you sick. Right? You yes. get the touchdown. Yes. Because you're similar enough that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to knock. I'm going to, whoa, I missed tackle. You trip, but you're still not down. You're still carrying the ball. You get touchdown. Person gets sick. Probably doesn't die, but gets sick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the more this virus mutates, the more this virus mutates, the more dissimilar – from the original Corona SARS-2 carrier, the SARS-2, that yeah. this has potential of becoming. Yeah. So that is what that is the concern. Like you know what, what now how now I am not a biochemist. I do not have you know I I studied this at the Barmazan School of Modeling. That's where I and hairstyling. That's where I did my <laughs> research. So given okay. given given my extensive and many years of study at the School of Modeling and hairstyling. Um, this is what I've come up with. Now, take that with a grain of salt. But basically, no, folks, seriously, um, it, it put in a very, very basic layman's terms and, and trying to create an illustration on, on, with a microphone. I, I, that's the best I can do, I think. But, but the, so biologically, that is, that's basically how this vaccine technology is different from previous vaccines. It doesn't just inject the antibodies and now we have a defense system that's ready for the antibodies because they've been built up, they've been warned, they've been triggered, they're ready for it. Um, So so what we, but here's the interesting thing. The, The variations, the mutations of the original protein, the original spike protein, the carrier of the, of the coronavirus is out there and been prevalent and it's out in many forms, right? The numbers continue to go down. There are some spikes here and there, but the numbers, obviously, we just read the numbers, what they are here. I mean, I mean, they're, they're so much lower. I mean, again, as we said so many times, one person dies from that, that's too many. And we were forewarned about this. We, we knew about this a long time ago, and that's all of the conversation. We knew it didn't have to be as devastating as it is in many countries. Many countries got right through it, South Korea, Australia, others. Boom, zero. How, how many new cases? Zero new cases. Oh, two new cases. Lockdown, and yeah. that's how they handled it because they had national policies. United States is a disaster. Trump was a disaster, yeah. and, and other countries did better, 
but still, still not good enough, obviously. But this country yeah. is a, the, lead, the leader of the United States, the United States of America. Wow, so far ahead of the world. And we're the worst. Well, we're, we're the worst in many respects. There's a lot of things that happened during the Trump administration. Again, we've had that conversation. We're not going to go there now. So getting yeah. back to the, to the variant, getting back to, to the potential and what we're starting to see warnings of is, Amanda, just what you said earlier yeah. before my dissertation. It's <laughs> about the lax, the lax feeling. That we have, oh, you know, you know, things seem like they're getting back to normal. I mean, you drive around in LA traffic now; it's like it was pre-COVID. It's yes, unbelievable yes. here in LA. You know, yes. and I, I got to tell you something. I miss, I miss COVID traffic. I miss getting to the beach in twenty minutes instead of an hour. You know, I know, right? <laughs> you know I what know. I mean? Yeah. yeah, I was spoiled. I miss not, so, I miss not seeing the pollution because uh, from where I am, from where I live, I've got the uh, magnificent view of the hills. So this town is surrounded by hills. And um, I noticed that in a distance, I'd, I'd get up in the morning, I'd go to the kitchen, and there's a, a bit of an extension on the kitchen. The, from the kitchen is the in the back, direct across. And you can see when there was haze from, you know, all the, the traffic and the, the, the fog, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So when, when we went into this lockdown, the first real lockdown, oh, my goodness, you could see so clearly the hills. Nature seemed more prevalent. It was... Um, it was such a beautiful thing to witness, and it made me feel sad at the same time to think that this is how it was years ago. This is how it looked years ago mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. before we had all these extra cars and traffic on the road and all these other things creating pollution. And then, um, you know, the, the realization that that's starting to build up again, and I can't see the hills as clearly as I did. So that made me feel really sad in that moment. And also I felt for nature as well because we were having more foxes and other animals venture right into the center of the town uh, because there wasn't as many people around or traffic. So they're kind of like, oh, well, what's going on? Let's go and have a mooch. Um, but now, you know, that's nature's having to be forced back into the surrounding areas again. And, um, yeah, that was my observation, you know, and I, I, I get what you mean about the traffic. Going for a walk was even amazing, you know, not as many people on the road or cars. It was just like, oh, my God, I can breathe. I have Hey, this is yeah. incredible. And I think a lot of people, this is going to affect them mentally after coming out of all these lockdowns. That getting back into society again, when they're so used yeah. to not having as many people around, it's like, whoa, yeah. claustrophobia, whoa, I can't deal with this. I think it's yeah. going to be a huge adjustment for a lot of people. I, I think so. I think so. And, and uh, you know, we've been warned of uh, of, of spiking uh, you know, numbers of uh, I know in Michigan they're, they're having a tough time uh, with ICU beds uh, again because the numbers being so high there for whatever reason. I think uh, you know in Texas and Florida you're it's op- open you know full open don't need to wear a mask don't worry about it don't worry about it. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and uh, travel restrictions are still pretty tight. I know they can't you can't go into Canada you can't come to the UK unless you have all this paperwork or you're going to yeah. quarantine and blah blah blah. Um, yeah. That reminds me. Remember, I told you I was going to go to London on a tour and a recording uh, session there, and I, I didn't. And American, at the time, UK wasn't a hot spot, so American wouldn't give me a refund. They only gave me a credit. So I have a, yeah, and I want, yeah. that credit expires. I got to contact American because I wonder, it's been a year, and, uh, and that, you know, I hope they just take my money because you can't go to UK. It's not, it's not my fault that you can't go to UK, and, and no. they better not have yeah. taken my money. I'm going to have to. Look into that, but anyway, that's that's just reminding myself of that. Okay, anyway, <laughs> yeah. so um, but anyway, the the uh, interesting thing here is that um, I think the vaccine. This is only an opinion, of course, but I think the vaccines mm. that we have now will be 
uh, sufficient in combating the variants. You know, we might have people having touches of the virus or some symptoms of the virus. I don't. I think you're going yeah. to see continued decrease. But the question I have is how long these vaccines that we've had and have uh, access to now, how long will they last? And as the virus continues to tumble and turn and mutate, how much longer will they last? We, we don't really know the answer to that um, sufficiently, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a regular vac- thing, isn't it? It's the, yeah, the vaccine's yeah. going to be like the, the flu shot that you'll get yearly or even yeah. every six months. It's yeah. possible. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You can just see it happening. It, it's, yeah, there, there have been, um, I mean, here in the States, here in the States, we've had, um, you know, I think, uh, what was it? It was a slow, when did we start? I think in December? Mike, going back to December, January? I think December. Do you know when we start vaccinating? Yeah. I think in December. I think it was, right? Because I know we talked about so. it on the show. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, been steadily improving in, in scale and efficiency of delivery. You know, by uh, early, uh, let's say last month, which was what, March? About a month, right around a month ago or so, the United States yeah. had uh, started uh, administering more than 2 million shots a day. And which greatly surpassed President Biden's initial goal of 100 million vaccines into the arms of, of you know, citizens in his first 100 days of office. I remember him saying that. Um, yeah. He reached that, ready, in day 58 of office. In 58 days, he had 100 million vaccines in the arms, what he said would be 100. So now – He's doubled the goal to 200 million vaccines by the end of April and provided the funding for distribution to make that happen. Wow, okay. So, um, and, and yeah, there's, there's, you know, what are we getting a day? Two million vaccines a day? I know, it's incredible. There's an amazing numbers right now. And, yeah. um, you know, no holds barred. We're getting this thing done. And uh, we're seeing the numbers reduce. And, the, and, and again, the variant's been out there. It's been talked about, oh, the UK variant, oh, the Brazil, not, blah, blah, blah. but the numbers continue to go down. So oh, it was yeah. variant, 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 but the numbers keep going down, 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 down. So something's yeah. working. Something's happening. Something's working. It is definitely. I think yeah. Boris actually did well with uh, handling of this um, South African variant because um, as soon as they detected that it was in the country, they had mm-hmm. uh, teams of officials going door to door to deliver PCR test kits, and uh, mm-hmm. they set up mobile testing units in various places, and they were urging the public to go and get tested straight away. Um, because of this, this this variant, so hats off to him for for doing that and you know trying to get on top of it as soon as they did. I just hope now with this coming out of lockdown that something that it, that it's played very safely. I mean, I know he has a huge responsibility and he can only do so much, and the economy is crumbling, and that's a big deal too. But I think knowing that the public are not being uh, safe and that they're being a bit silly with how they're doing things. Obviously, Boris can only go so far and, and say, well, look, I can only meet you halfway. Please meet me. Um, so I'm wondering how he's going to handle these last stages of the lockdown. Um, and he's suggesting that the date is fine with, with going further with it. And uh, it's just it's just going to depend on these variants and, and people um, and their, their actions, basically. So we shall see what happens. But, yeah, I, that makes me nervous, i got to admit. You know, I'm, I'm probably one of many who feels nervous about how silly people are being right now. Um, and I'm trying to avoid uh, being around a lot of people at all costs. You know, I managed to see my family and, and stay outdoors with them uh, the past mm-hmm. uh, weekend. So that was nice. But I'm still trying to play it safe. 
Um, and I think people mm-hmm. should. It's just, oh, I don't know. You know how yeah. I feel. I've said twice already. <laughs> I do. You, did you get, you got, yeah. uh, you're injected, right? You're, you're, no, no, I, I have not been offered my vaccine yet, no. Wow. Here is yeah. uh, anybody, is, there are some places in the United States, many places where you can walk up no appointment now. And they've opened wow. it up to anybody over 16 years old. Just walk up. I mean, not everywhere. So a lot of places you do need an appointment. Yeah. But there's many places where you don't anymore. I mean, they're just really opening this thing up. Um, yeah. I saw a, a vaccine tent. Uh, I sent you some beautiful pictures of the uh, of the beach yesterday from down in Santa yes. Monica. I and, enjoyed um, those. Yeah, isn't that cool? Isn't that beautiful? Um, that's that's um, 25 minutes from my house. That's amazing. Maybe, maybe, I recognize maybe half the hour. part of – yeah, I recognize the part of um, Los Angeles that it is. Uh, yeah. you, the, the one picture you sent with the car park, further yeah. up, further up to the, I think it's mm-hmm. the left is where you've got the, uh, the, uh, the pier. Is that right with all the? Yes, yeah, Santa Monica Pier. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 I no, what it. I cut out, I was going to send you a picture of this, but what if you look east? Then there's, there's the beach. Then there's the car, the parking lot. On the east yeah. side of the parking lot were these tents set up, and I, I, I didn't know. I'm above it. You saw the pictures. I, I, I think they're vaccine tents, but they could be testing tents too. But we're seeing more vaccine tents than you are testing tents these days. But there's two tents yeah. with some vans, obviously for corona, um, either testing or vaccines. But they're starting to set up these little places all over the place where you just walk up and get and get vaccinated. Just walk up, boom, yeah. no appointment needed. Here you go. Give me your arm. Bam, done. Come back in three weeks. You know. Um, wow. Yes, yeah, so that's happening. So, so we're, we're we're we're. Yeah, we'll you know we'll keep we'll discuss that uh, here and there. As you know, it's interesting because, uh, of course, for many months, and again, we're over a year into the show now. Uh, this, the coronavirus and you know the election, of course, but the coronavirus and the election um, dominated our conversation, and we had a lot of fun with that, of course, and, you know, like we do on the show. Um, yeah, and hopefully generated some laughs not only amongst ourselves but with our listening audience too. Hey. Our numbers continue to go up and up and up and up. So, so hopefully you <laughs> folks are enjoying our chat and and participating in your head, if not live. Our number here is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. We keep saying that we do get some callers. We'd like your, you to join the show as well anytime we're live, and most of you are hearing the show via podcast, which is fine as well. Of course, you can't call in live during a podcast, you know, but you can, yeah, you know. But yeah. um, you know, there was a report issued. Um, was it yesterday? The report on the increase in domestic violence in the United States. Domestic oh, okay. terrorists. Domestic right. terrorists. Let's take a listen. We see this threat manifest itself in individuals who are inspired by al-Qaeda and ISIS, often called homegrown violent extremism, and those who commit terrorist acts for ideological goals stemming from other influences, such as racial bias and anti-governmental sentiment which we refer to as domestic violent extremism, or DVE. And DVE is an increasingly complex threat that is growing in the United States. Terrorism today, and that includes domestic violent extremism, uh, moves at the speed of social media. And so that means recruitment, that means uh, planning, training, dissemination of propaganda, etc. All those things that apply and that happen on the jihadist-inspired side, in many cases, are also happening on the domestic violent extremist side voices in the U.S. intelligence community testifying to the increased threat of domestic violent extremism in this country. It was at a hearing today in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee, incidents of which we know surged in 2020 to levels not seen in a quarter century. These warnings from top intel officials coming just over three months 
after an angry mob of Trump supporters, which included members of militia groups, attacked the U.S. Capitol, a horrific siege that resulted in injuries to more than 100 members of the U.S. Capitol Police and the deaths of five people, including one officer. According to a blistering new assessment by the Capitol Police Inspector General, the department was clearly warned about the threat of violence ahead of that day, but they failed to properly prepare. The 104-page report by Inspector General Michael Bolton reveals that three days before the insurrection, a Capitol Police intel assessment alerted to the potential for violence linked to Donald Trump's big lie. From that assessment, quote, due to the tense political environment following the 2020 election, the threat of disruptive actions or violence cannot be ruled out. Supporters of the current president see January 6, 2021 as the last opportunity to overturn the results of the presidential election. This sense of desperation and disappointment may lead to more of an incentive to become violent. Yeah, welcome to America. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you, Mr. Trump. And wow. um, yeah, so we'll uh, interesting report. Interesting report. That's news on me. It's such yeah. an honor as well. Uh, on, on, wow. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes I just make myself. I'm not not you, obviously, but you know, guys, people listening to the show, I'm sure you feel the same way that when you go over the news and you realize just how much tragedy there is and how that spectrum of um, violence and um, pain in the world, that people mm-hmm. act in, in ways that they don't know how to deal with. And um, situations like this, they, they really get to me because, you know, we cover so much to do with the vaccine and, and, and COVID and, and, you know, these uh, murders uh, from police officers and things like that. And obviously a lot of political things, sure. And we've covered that yeah. very various subjects. But, you know, when you hear things like that, it really hits home with just how much turmoil this world is in. And um, that's why we like to have a laugh so much on the show, you know, because we like to oh, keep gotta, things. Yeah, yeah. got to keep things balanced in life. And although we may not come across serious uh, sometimes, we're deeply serious with what we share, sure, but we we do like to have a joke with it because it, I think it keeps everybody in that that state of, okay, so this is serious, but we don't have to take it so dramatically into ourselves that it affects how we think, how we feel on on a, a deeper level that can cause a lot of issues. And I hope that you get some benefit from this show with the laughs and the jokes that we have and the humour that we share. And um, whilst talking about these serious subjects, but uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. I think what you just said is very important. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. I I, I, mm-hmm. I think so, but uh, you know, we've got to be doing something right because, like you said, the numbers uh, seem to be going up, and we're very, very grateful for that. Very grateful. They are. They they are. Yeah. They, they indeed are, and uh, we are grateful, and we thank all our listeners for for you know tuning in to the show and listening and taking part in the conversation, however you do so. And uh, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, you know, they're pretty impressive. We had uh, I forget what they were, but I remember rattling them off to uh, to you and Cornell. Cornell Butler is the uh, coordinator of our show. He kind of puts it together, guides us along. You know, does a lot of the social media things, and and oh, and responsible for Amanda and I meeting. You know, for, yeah. for putting us together to do this show. And none of us have ever met. We keep saying that, but we have a bunch of new less listeners. So for those of you who are new to the show. Yes, it's true. Amanda and I have never met. We have never met. And, no. Uh, 
And here we are doing the show. And well, it, um, it feels like we have, right? It does feel like we've met. Oh, yeah. Because of how well we get on and, and yeah, I know, feel like we've known each other a really, really, really long time. I feel like we've known yeah. each other a really long time. Yeah, you I know? love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we started, you know, you start... Stock and own trust. You start alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so it's um, it's cool because people have commented to me and people have commented on the show and emailed and so forth and said, "Well, you know, you guys really you've never you don't know each other, no? Well, we do know each other, but you know, yeah, only only yes, through we, this and yeah, it's been amazing." It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Andy, mm-hmm. you're an awesome oh. co-host. I oh, you're you. you're. I adore you too. I off the air. Well, excuse me. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, we have. You know, we have views of the world that we share. That view we, we is do. the right one. Thank you. We we thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, we get a we get a we get a connection to the former president Richard Nixon. Who we contacted uh, for an interview a while ago. Well, we should we should play more of that interview. I think maybe we'll do that Friday, of my interview reaching out to the yeah. uh, to the star, to the, the universe, and to twilight, and to the heavens, and contacting the former president Nixon. He had a lot to he had a lot to say, you know. Yeah, I was quite impressed by that actually. You know, I didn't think yeah. we'd actually make contact, but why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and like, you you yeah. asked some very good questions, Andy. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. I think maybe uh, tune in Friday, folks, and we'll. And we'll play some more of that interview uh, with uh, the former president, Richard Nixon. Also, Friday, I think what we'll do is uh, get back into our discussion on uh, on relationships and love and sex and 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 uh, intimacy. Or, uh, thank you. <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and sex because you know I rather uh, enjoy it myself. Like yeah, we all do. We all do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, you know, with with the with the uh, Floyd verdict now out and people kind of paying attention to the news at least for a little while again, it was it was re- you know, it's interesting because I think it was it was on this show or outside of the show. But I remember having a conversation where, and I think it has to do with with Biden being president. That the conversation about what's going on in the world doesn't seem to be as prevalent as it was when Trump was president, and and I think, and that's just my observation. And we might be all done with the news and the COVID and this and the January sixth and the election and the big lie and so many things going on in the world and then withdrawing from Afghanistan and this and you know just so many, so many things we just were bombarded with every day, and now you know. My, I'm speaking for myself. I get up every day and I don't give a fuck. I mean, I mean, I, do I? Care? Of course, I care about the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I, I just don't. I'm not tuned in as much. I'm like, you know, I feel good. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling we're in good hands. We're moving along in a positive direction. Things are happening in society and in the world we live in and in this country where we, I live, that are very, very positive. And I'm feeling really good. And I don't have to pay attention right now because you know what. We're, we're doing all right now. We're, we, a lot of things are happening right now. They're putting us in a positive direction. We have a president who knows what the fuck he's doing. 
uh, who, who's yeah. you know not corrupt, you know real estate tycoon who pulled the wool over millions of people's eyes and convinced them that he would be the greatest president who ever lived, in his own words, and uh, which of course that was the big lie. That was the big lie, and we were also keenly, acutely aware of every every day when we got up, what was going on. You wake up, what's this guy fucking going to tweet about today? What's he tweeting about today? Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the news media is the enemy of the people? Really? Really, Donald? Really? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. And one thing after another, after another, after another. And we were bombarded. And now I'm like, ah, you know, man. You know? But no, there's that Stephen Jason, that, uh, that relaxed energy now, isn't it? Because it was tense. It was getting tense. It was like, like waking up to what am I going to face today with him? What kind of chaos is he going to um, create? Within us, yeah, and, yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah, we had, you know, I think the United States on on November, what was it, uh, election day, November, what was we? United States said to Donald Trump, we said, uh, we said, I have no further use for you, and we moved on. <laughs> <laughs> we moved on. Yep. Thank you. Yes, we're right there. We were applauding too. I don't yeah. hate the guy, but I, I think he can do a, a lot of things as well as good of. Let's face it. And a lot of people feel that way about him. He was very mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, oh, yeah. I admire his courage and his strength and determination to do the mm-hmm. things that he, he has set out to be. I admire that mm-hmm. about him, but I, I'm not very on the guy at all. And I just, I don't know, something about him. And I know I've judged him harshly in the past. And um, I don't know, I just, I've tried to take a more relaxed view of him um, now because yeah. I guess Biden's created that space to. See things a little, a little clearer because when he was when when Trump was in and we're in amongst that storm, all you can see is the storm and the chaos, right? And it's hard to see somebody in a, in a positive light when they're mm-hmm. behind all that storm and chaos. So um, yeah, I can have a whole new appreciation for him now, but at the time it was just like, whoa, no, 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 this is too much. Stop, stop! Oh my God, no, close my eyes, ah, look away. So um, yeah, um, I agree. Much, I think right? um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Or, uh, I was going to say something again. I don't remember what it was. I got so into what you're saying. I agree. Yes. Anyway, um, yes. Um, the um, anyway, here's what here's what I think we'll do. Um, we'll get into uh, Friday show. We're going to wind this one down a couple minutes, obviously. But Friday, we'll talk about. Uh, I have a boyfriend. He goes on for. And uh, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, come on, when is this going to be over? Yeah, well, we're, we'll be over in a couple of minutes. Anyway, just bear with us. A couple more minutes, we'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at the Yeah, clock, we won't go you know, forever. No, we won't. Our, our typical audience uh, member. Uh, looking at the clock, when is this fucking going to be over? In a, in a couple of minutes, folks. <laughs> and I, I know mo- most of you like the show. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, come guys, on, come on. Show some love, you know what I mean? Just you yeah. know, show some. You know yeah. what I mean? We're sorry. Do we ask? Do we ask for that much? Do we really ask for that much? We really, you know, you <laughs> no. Know. I don't think we do. Yeah, I don't think so. Think so. Um, but but Friday we're going to ask some real hardcore questions about sex. You know, let's dive into like your favorite place, your favorite position, your your best sex ever, and. Um, that kind of thing. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> do I have to answer those questions? 
<laughs> because I know that we we well you know unless there's some kind of earth shattering like obviously today we I get distracted and it was hard to get into the relationship thing today just because of so much going on so so yeah, um so yeah so you know I'm glad we talked about a lot of things and and we and we kind of departed from talking about and commenting on uh, what's going on in the world society around us and that we've had the opportunity to get back into that just a little bit today um, and uh, Friday we'll continue on with our discussions about. Uh, Sex, love, romance, relationships, being related. You know, what is being related? Let's talk about that a little bit. What's it mean to be related with anything, with any object, any person? Anyway, that being said, Amanda, this has been a blast. I've, I really it enjoyed has. this. I've Me had such too. a good time. And I could go on. Yeah. Like, we could go on forever, I feel like, with you and I. And I'm just really enjoying the conversations with you and what we do here. Oh, yeah. So, Same, darling. That being said, uh, let's uh, send all these people home and take us home, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Friday's Andy and Amanda show, and that'll be at, uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, 8 p.m. in UK, and of course, noon here in the West Coast in Hollywood. Amanda, it's all yours. Okay, so on behalf of the wonderful Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, and myself, Amanda Love, here in the UK, thank you again for joining us for another show. Um, we hope you enjoyed the chat, and uh, we look forward to having you back on Friday. If it piques your interest, come join in the fun and call us, and uh, we'll see you there. Thanks for joining us, and we love you. Take and care. Remember fr- and Friday, we'll talk about sex again. Don't miss that show, 515-605-9888 to join that conversation yeah. on Friday. All right, so <laughs> bye now. And let's tune out the show with uh, an excerpt from my new release called On a Roll here on the Indian Amanda Show. Thanks, folks. See ya.